the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Give me your attention if you are a parent or a grandparent. I want you to note this. Jacob's final words to his son and his grandsons was the testimony of God's work in his life. He's speaking to his son and his grandsons about God's work in his life. He talked to them about the Lord. God appeared to me. God blessed me. The tendency for people is to talk about what they've done in their lives or with their lives, to trumpet their accomplishments and remind everyone else how great or successful they've been. But as you'll hear Pastor Dan teach today, those people miss the point of their lives. What your life should be about is serving God, listening to God and being obedient to God. And you'll learn that this is what Jacob, for all of his life's successes, was focused on telling his son and grandsons at the end of his life. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 48 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Genesis 48. We're also going to look in the Gospel of John, chapter 4. If you want to go ahead and mark that in your Bible. John, chapter 4. Genesis 48, John, chapter 4. We're going verse by verse through the book of Genesis currently. But stand together as I read the word for us. Verse 1 says, Now it came to pass after these things that Joseph was told, Indeed, your father is sick. And he took with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. And Jacob was told, look, your son Joseph is coming to you. And Israel strengthened himself and sat up on his bed. And then Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me in Luz, in the land of Canaan, and blessed me. And said to me, Behold, I will make you fruitful and multiply you, and I will make of you a multitude of people, and give this land to your descendants after you as an everlasting possession. And now your two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, who were born to you in the land of Egypt before I came to you in Egypt, are mine. As Reuben and Simeon, they shall be mine. Your offspring, whom you beget after them, shall be yours. They will be called by the name of their brothers in their inheritance. But as for me, when I came from Padan, Rachel died beside me in the land of Canaan on the way, when there was but a little distance to go to Ephrath, and I buried her there on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. Then Israel saw Joseph's sons and said, Who were these? And Joseph said to his father, They are my sons, whom God has given me in this place. And he said, please bring them to me and I will bless them. 
Now the eyes of Israel were dim with age, so that he could not see. Then Joseph brought them near him, and he kissed them and embraced them. And Israel said to Joseph, I had not thought to see your face, but in fact, God has also shown me your offspring. And so Joseph brought them from beside his knees, and he bowed down with his face to the earth. And Joseph took them both, Ephraim with his right hand toward Israel's left hand, and Manasseh with his left hand toward Israel's right hand. And he brought them near him. And then Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand on Manasseh's head, guiding his hand knowingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. And he blessed Joseph and said, God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has fed me all my life long to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads. Let my name be upon them and the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. And when Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand on the head of Ephraim, it displeased him. So he took hold of his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. And Joseph said to his father, not so, my father, for this one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He also shall become a people and he also shall be great. But truly, his younger brother shall be greater than he and his descendants shall become a multitude of nations. So he blessed them that day, saying, by you, Israel will bless, saying, my God, make you as Ephraim and as Manasseh. And thus he set Ephraim before Manasseh. Then Israel said to Joseph, Behold, I am dying, but God will be with you and bring you back to the land of your fathers. Moreover, I have given to you one portion above your brothers, which I took from the hand of the Amorite with my sword and my bow. And Lord, we thank you for this chapter and Lord, this beautiful scene of Jacob and his son Joseph and his grandsons spending time together before Jacob passes away. And Lord, we pray and ask that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher today. We pray and ask, Lord, that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word. Lord, that you would speak to each of us. Lord, I pray that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So at this point in chapter 48, Jacob has lived in the land of Egypt for 17 years. And he becomes sick and is dying. And they know that he's dying. And so verse 1 says that it came to pass after these things, after he moved to Egypt, he's lived there for 17 years, that Joseph was told, indeed, your father is sick. And so he took with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. So Joseph receives word his father is sick. Some of you have received a phone call like that. If you want to see your father, you need to come now. And so Joseph takes his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, to go to his father. He brings his sons with him so his sons could see their grandfather one last time. Verse 2 says, and Jacob was told, look, your son Joseph is coming to you. 
And so Israel strengthened himself and sat up on the bed. Now, if you're a parent here, you can really appreciate Jacob's response to hearing his son Joseph is on the way. Even though Jacob is sick and dying on his deathbed, literally, when he heard his son Joseph was coming, he strengthened himself and he sits up in the bed. It invigorated him knowing that his son Joseph was on the way to visit. So here's the application for you. Go visit your parents if you're able to, (laughs) or at least give them a call if you can. It will bless them. It will strengthen them. I remember as a kid growing up in the South, Paul Bear Bryant from the University of Alabama, the famous coach, used to be on a TV commercial for Bell South Telephone. And he would say, have you called your mama today? I sure wish I could, you know, kind of thing. Call your mama. It'll bless her. Call your dad if they're still alive and it'll be a blessing to them. So Joseph is coming. Jacob is strengthened to hear that his son is coming to visit him. Joseph, obviously, he was wise. He had godly wisdom. He used his wisdom to save Egypt during a famine. We're told in the Proverbs, Proverbs 23, 15, my son, if your heart is wise, my heart will rejoice. A father's heart rejoices and a wise son. Uh, Proverbs 10 verse 1 says, A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is the grief of his mother. A wise son makes a glad father. Jacob is glad. It's Joseph. You know, if it was Reuben, maybe, or Simeon, Jacob might say, tell him I'm too sick and to come back later. But Joseph, ah, I'm glad it's Joseph. I'm just kidding about Reuben and Simeon. So verse 3, then Jacob said to Joseph, now watch this. God Almighty appeared to me at Luz or Luz in the land of Canaan. And he blessed me and said to me, behold, I will make you fruitful and multiply you. And I will make of you a multitude of people and give this land to your descendants after you as an everlasting possession. Give me your attention if you are a parent or a grandparent, I want you to note this. Jacob's final words to his son and his grandsons was the testimony of God's work in his life. He's speaking to his son and his grandsons about God's work in his life. He talked to them about the Lord. God appeared to me. God blessed me. God appeared to me at Luz or Luz. That's Bethel. That's where Jacob wrestled with God back in chapter 35. In Hosea chapter 12, verse 4, it says that Jacob met God face to face and God spoke to him. And here he is on his deathbed, final conversation with his son, final opportunity to speak to his grandsons. And he's telling them about the Lord. And what the Lord has done for him. Kids, let me tell you about the time I met the Lord. Let me tell you about the time the Lord spoke to me. That night I was changed from Jacob to Israel. I became governed by God that night. My whole life was changed forever. When I met the Lord and he has blessed me and he's blessed my life and he's blessed my family all these years. What a great example for us. When you come to the end of your life and you're on your deathbed and you're about to die, what are you going to talk about? 
What's going to be on your mind? You've got one last conversation with your kids, one last conversation with your grandkids. What are you going to say? You're going to talk about temporal things. The things of this world that are passing away. Or eternal things. The things of God and what God has done in your life. If I've got one last conversation, I know it's my last conversation with my sons. Or my grandsons. I talk to him about the Lord. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Parents, grandparents, tell your kids and your grandkids what the Lord has done in your life. Tell them about the goodness of God. Tell them about how Jesus saved you. And how the Lord has blessed you and blessed your life. Share those stories with them. In Psalm 71, the psalmist says, When I am old and gray-headed, O God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation, your power to everyone who is to come. Lord, give me the chance before I die to declare your strength and your power to the generation that is to come, to my grandkids. Here's Jacob on his deathbed, declaring the testimony of God to his son and grandsons in this final conversation. And don't you know his grandsons, Manasseh and Ephraim, they never forgot this. They remembered this for the rest of their lives. I remember when I was a kid going to see my grandfather before he died, you know, Papa Jacob or whatever they called him. And I remember he was laying there in his bed and he sat up. And he just talked to us about the Lord. He talked to us about the goodness of God. Jacob is planting a memory in his grandsons. He's planting a godly legacy. Now, in verse 4, Jacob reconfirms the Abrahamic covenant, the covenant that God made with Abraham that passed to Isaac and then to Jacob. And now he's passing that covenant on to his son Joseph, again, he says in verse four, the Lord said to me, behold, I will make you fruitful and multiply you and I will make of you a multitude of people and give this land to your descendants after you as an everlasting possession. Speaking of the land of Canaan. Now, I have a question for you. How long does an everlasting possession last forever? Right. It's an everlasting possession. God gave Israel the land of Canaan as an everlasting possession. The land of Canaan belongs to Israel forever. A lot of people dispute that today, but it's God's covenant that he made with them. And now your two sons, verse 5, Ephraim and Manasseh, who were born to you in the land of Egypt before I came to you in Egypt. Look what he says. Now they're mine. 
as Reuben and Simeon, they shall be mine. And here now, he, he, Jacob adopts Joseph's two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, as his own in place of Reuben and Simeon, because we've seen before earlier in Genesis, Reuben and Simeon disqualified themselves by their sin. And so he adopts Manasseh and Ephraim in their place. He goes on to say in verse 6 to Joseph, Your offspring whom you beget after them, they shall be yours. They will be called by the name of their brothers in their inheritance. Joseph, any other kids you have, they can be yours, but I'm adopting these two kids. Joseph doesn't have any other kids, really. So this is why sometimes you see in the Bible Manasseh and Ephraim listed in the 12 tribes of Israel. This is also why sometimes you see a different order to the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. Sometimes Joseph is dropped out. Sometimes Reuben is dropped out. Sometimes Simeon is dropped out of the list. Sometimes Levi is dropped out of the list. And this is why here, because Jacob adopts the two sons of Joseph as his own sons. In fact, in the Old Testament, there are more than 20 different ways of listing the tribes. Not that I counted. I read that in a book yesterday, but I'm sure that it's true. Now watch what he says here, verse 7. I love this scene here. If you've had a parent that has grown old or has passed away, and you've had these kind of conversations with them before they pass. Verse 7, Jacob says, But as for me, when I came from Padan, Rachel died beside me in the land of Canaan on the way. When there was but a little distance to go to Ephrath, and I buried her there on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. Jacob, here he, he's, he's, he talks about his wife, Rachel, whom he loved, Joseph's mother. And he talks about the day his wife, Rachel, died. Jacob is old. He's a widower. He's at the end of his life. He's on his deathbed. And he's talking to his son about his wife, his son's mother, who's already died many years before. You know, I think it is a good thing to think about and talk about our loved ones who have died in Christ and have already gone on to heaven before us because it's good because it makes us long for heaven even more to see them again, be reunited with our loved ones. It's going to be one of the things that makes heaven so glorious and so wonderful is that we'll be reunited with our loved ones who have died in Christ and gone before us to heaven. And in some cases, maybe we haven't seen them for decades and decades and decades. And just to have that reunion again with them will be glorious. This weekend, the widow of Pastor Chuck Smith, Kay Smith, she went home to heaven. And now his wife, Kay, I know there's not marriage in heaven, but they're reunited again before Jesus Christ. How wonderful is that to be with Jesus together in heaven? And so here is Jacob at the end of his life and he's nearing death and he knows he's nearing death and he's talking about his wife who died years before, Joseph's mother, telling stories, talking about the day she died. Just as a side note here, I mentioned this back in chapter 35. When Rachel died, look at the verse again. It says she died on the way to Ephrath, or on the way to Bethlehem, or on the road that leads to Bethlehem, but not in Bethlehem. I mention that because there is the tomb of Rachel, in Bethlehem today that many tourists go to and many people go to to pray at the tomb of Rachel. But it's not the actual tomb of Rachel. 
Because it's in the wrong place. She didn't die in Bethlehem. She died on the road toward Bethlehem. And so people just go there and they pay money to get there. But it's not the right place. Which illustrates the importance of reading your Bible carefully. Not casually, carefully. That stuff bugs me. So anyways, I think it bugged me back in chapter 35 too, but. So then Israel saw Joseph's sons and said, who are these? Now, Jacob can't see very well in his old age. So he asked Joseph, who are these? And Joseph said to his father, they are my sons. Look what he says, whom God has given me in this place. And he said, please bring them to me and I will bless them. I love Joseph's answer here. He doesn't just say, these are my sons. He says, these are my sons whom God has given me. Children are a gift from God. God gives us our children. Psalm 127, verse 3. Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. And to see your children as God's gift to you and trusted into your care that you're to steward into adulthood. And so Jacob says, please bring them to me and I will bless them. He's going to declare the patriarchal blessing upon his grandsons that he's adopting as his own sons. And it says in verse 10, now the eyes of Israel were dim with age so that he could not see. Then Joseph brought them near to him and he kissed them and embraced them. And I love what he says in verse 11. And Israel said to Joseph, I had not thought to see your face, but in fact, God has also shown me your offspring. As Jacob embraced his grandsons, he looked at Joseph and said, I didn't think I'd ever see your face again. And here I am holding my grandsons. I think Jacob was just blown away here by the goodness of God and what God had done in bringing this all together where he's reunited with his son Jacob and now he sees his own grandchildren from Joseph. And he's just blessed by the Lord. And so verse 12, so Joseph brought them from beside his knees and look what it says. And he, Joseph bowed down with his face to the earth. Now this is a biblical practice I would love to see come back into the church where your children bow down before you. How wonderful would that be? You come home from work, kids are there at the door to bow down before you. Go into the kitchen to make a sandwich, kids bow down. When you get up to go into the kitchen, that'd be great. Actually, what's happening here, and the reason Joseph bows down, is because Jacob is about to give Joseph the birthright and declare this patriarchal blessing and pass the blessing on to his, his sons. And this is actually mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 21, if you're taking notes. It says, by faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. And that's what we have here. And so verse 13, and what Joseph did, because his dad is old and can't see very well, Joseph took them both, Ephraim with his right hand toward Israel's left hand, and Manasseh with his left hand toward Israel's right hand, and brought them near him. Manasseh is the older son, the firstborn, typically the oldest son, receives the blessing and the birthright. And so Joseph, what he does because of his dad's age and everything, he attempts to arrange his son so that his dad puts his right hand on Manasseh. 
By the way, if you're taking notes, this is the first time we see in the Bible a blessing with the laying on of hands. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan is continuing to teach through the book of Genesis, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again, or to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at calvaryec.com. Once there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Otherwise, simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you might be. This can be advantageous for those who are on the go much of the time. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also really like to know how we can be praying for you. So when you call, don't be afraid to share your prayer requests with us. We'd be happy to pray with you and for you. Ring of Truth is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. We hope you'll make sure to join us again as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Genesis. We look forward to the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.